from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories. So thank you for tuning in. On today's podcast, we are going to be discussing something that comes up often when and how to get your kids into riding when is too young what is too young where can you get these services and to join us we have jason schrag from the honda junior red riders program welcome to the show for the first time uh good day how are you guys (laughs) we are good today so I want to give a little bit of background of you first and i'm going to start on the fire paramedic side can you tell me a little bit about you in that role? Uh, well, you know what? My, my career as a firefighter, I guess, started long, long, long ago. I was uh, just like biking. I was pretty young when I was growing up, and, and that was my dream. I wanted to be a firefighter, and I wanted to be a paramedic. And um, interestingly, it never wavered throughout my, my high school my high school days and into my college days. And so right out of uh, high school, I went to, to paramedic school at SAIT outreach and uh, completed all my training there and worked a few years at blood tribe fire department uh, actually a total of seven which was awesome great experience and i uh, got some good time out there and saw some great people and then moved over into lethbridge where i've been there for 18 years as a paramedic firefighter that so, is awesome thank you very much for having that tough job out there yeah it's a journey some days you're it's uh you're, you love your job and thankful for it. And other days like, man, why do I do this? There's some, some sad stuff. But um, I think the coolest part of it is the knowing that you have somewhat had an impact and, and tried to help someone who was in their worst worst part of their life uh, looking for some help and you could be, be there to, to get them through it. Well, and, and we definitely appreciate that. I know we've talked with a colleague of yours up here, Justin Napick, on a fire side of things. And he's shared some stories about things that he's seen and, I know it's something I couldn't do, so bless you all who go down that path. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an job, but you know what? I, at the end of the day, I think uh, not to discredit my job because I think it's a tremendous job, but uh, I think we all have a purpose in this world and we all have a job to do and uh, we all have value. And I don't think uh, anyone should be think their job's less important because it's uh, we all do our part in this world and, and I'm thankful for everyone. Well, well said. Thank you for that. So let's move into... My God, what got you into riding? Because you mentioned you got riding at a young age. How old were you and how did that start? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, I, I could say it's a boring story, but it's a pretty cool one as well. Um, my, my family rode bikes. Uh, so my father did, my mom did, my sister did, and my uncles all rode as well. So it was a, always a family thing we did. Uh, we'd go camping I, from as little as I can remember, which is probably my, like a five-ish. But I, I know my dad tells me I started riding at three on a little, on a little Quad, and we go out to in, at Easter. It was kind of a start of our year, and we go to Kukanusa and look for Easter eggs, and then start riding our bike around. And so it was it was always a family thing. So started at three on a little quad, and and moved up through all the bikes uh, from from Cowies was kind of my mainstay growing up, uh, Kawasaki, and then I r- raced for Honda for probably four years on on the Ride Red program with Honda. And then I was lucky enough to land a sponsorship program with, with KTM and I stayed at them for six years. And uh, then after that went on to in 20, 2009, sorry, I went with Honda back with Honda and I've been there ever since. So um, 
you can tell on my gray hair. It's probably been a bit. Of, it's been a while since I was back on Hondas, and that's uh, been a tremendous experience. And um, I think loyalty has been great for all of us. And um, I think that speaks volumes to, to manufacturers if you can get behind them and represent their brand and stick with them. Um, but yeah, so it's been it's been a long journey. So I started at three and, and pushed my way through it. That's awesome. So you raced. Do you yeah. ride? Do you race still? I currently still race. Um, yeah. I race on a national level and provincial level for Honda, uh, Honda Canada. And um, so it's it's been really good. I've, I've been lucky enough to, to have three national championships. Uh, and uh, I'm on my 19th uh, provincial champion. I was looking for my 20th last year, but didn't quite get there. So finished second last year in Alberta. But yeah, 20 provincial pro championships, which has been pretty cool. And yeah, three nationals. And then if I've been unlucky enough to be second a, a, probably six times at nationals as well. So um, it's great. It's been really good. It's been a struggle and a lot of work and I have my ups and downs, downs with it, but uh, still love it every day. What is your favorite race course? Oh, it's, that's kind of a biased one. I, you know, <laughs> my, <laughs> my family on races for uh, like with the Leopard motorcycle club for a number of years. Um, so we were always out camping when I was, when we were, from a, a young teenager, uh, my dad would let me get out of school for a week before May long weekend and we'd go camp and we put on the, the Porcupine Hills cross country. And so uh, I think just because my time there and spending all those years there, I think it's become my favorite because it's close to home. It's about an hour and a half away and it's in the foothills and it's beautiful scenery and you get to see the, the trees leaving out in the springtime and it's just gorgeous. So that would be my favorite race. <laughs> That's awesome. Um do you still ride on the street as well or just race? Uh, so street, uh, I do a little bit of street stuff. Uh, currently, I would ride a dual sport bike. I don't have any street bike stuff right now, uh, but I, I I love the street, but I think my passion is in the dirt. Uh, I think I would do a lot more street if I didn't race because we're doing the Red Rider program and then we're racing and then doing my career job that every spare moment I have uh, kind of focuses around dirt, whereas if I could get out and go play on the road, I think I would, I would love to do it, but it's just the time's not there right now. So a lot of trail riding down where you are in Southern Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live in Diamond City. Uh, and so I'm lucky enough. I, I, I'm right on the coolie edge and my neighbor, I've secured some land with my neighbor and he's been great to me. And uh, so right from home, I can just drop off the coolies and, and go training. So uh, good and bad because I don't really have an excuse not to train anymore. Uh, so I can't use that as a problem. Uh, but yeah, tremendous riding area and great for, for practice. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit about this Honda, Honda Junior Red Riders program. You and I met years ago at the motorcycle shows. Um, I've missed them the last few years because it's always great to catch up with everybody. And that was when I first learned about this program for littles. Can you tell me how that got started? Yeah, you know what? Uh, the Honda Junior Red Rider Program is an international program, as North America wide, so Canada, USA, and I, I'm not sure about Japan as well. Uh, but it's a huge program backed by Honda, the company themselves, which is pretty cool. Um, it's been around since I believe the '70s, uh, so quite a long time. I, I don't want to speak out of turn there, but I believe I looked a few years ago on that. But so a long, long time. Uh, but we were lucky here in Alberta. I was a pilot. I ran a pilot project for Honda where they had the one of the fellows uh, managers come from Japan and just do an audit on the program. And, uh, and I taught one up at the Blackfoot track 
And so he uh, approached me about nine years ago now and asked if I wanted to take it over. And so um, it's a great program. Uh, it's been around for a long, long time. Uh, in Alberta, it's been here. I've run it since that time. Uh, and that was so nine years ago now. So it's been around here a bit. And what we do, it's a, a kind of a traveling show and it's designed for, for those. And it's not just kids, those who are looking to get into riding and are looking to learn the, the sport of off-road dirt biking. So, um, what we do, we, we secure a track. And the nice thing about Alberta is we, we come to you. Uh, we go to uh, Lethbridge, Calgary, Edmonton, Red Deer, and uh, Rocky Mountain House sometimes. Um, did I say Edmonton as well? So yep. four places. And so um, beautiful spots to come to. We come out to your area and uh, we go to a private track. We secure it for the day. And it's just the new rider. So anyone who's a new participant from, from age, we start at six now, but doesn't mean anyone couldn't start riding before then. Uh, we we target six because that's when they were able to hold the bikes up. Um, so at six years old, they're able to come out, provide all the gear, uh, all the bikes, uh, typically brand new model year bikes. So this year they're all 2023 bikes uh, from 50 CC up to 250 CC. And then uh, take them for a track day. We go through all the, all the bike and show the, you know, the levers, all the functions of the bike, uh, start out by pushing. Uh, so they get the feel of the weight of the bike and then start it up to get the comfort of the noise of the bike. And at that point, uh, they get out and to get to go ride. And so it's a three-hour program. And at the very end, uh, we have a lunch. And uh, we're lucky enough that the Alberta Off-Road Highway Vehicle Association, AOHVA, uh, sponsors our lunches for us. And we get a nice hot dog lunch with some snacks and some treats. So a good way to kind of get exposure. We get a good length of time where people get to get some seat time and actually see if they enjoy it. And at the end, they get to go away and, and hopefully go down to the shop and buy a nice new bike and be hooked forever. So if you're six years old, I'm imagining you're on probably a 50 CC. What are, are you talking like the little monkeys, the Groms? Like I imagine they're all Honda bikes if they're brand new and sponsored by Honda. Yeah. Yeah. We're purely branded Honda and uh, they're the 50 CC dirt bikes. So the CRF 50 F, which is the off-road model trail bike. Um, so yeah, no, no Groms, not, no street stuff, just all little, little kids bikes, we'll say. Um, but we do get those people that are small. So we have the, we have the 125, we have the 110. And so we have some, some big kids that are on big bikes and we have some small adults that are on little bikes as well. And that's all about comfort. Uh, it's a, it's more so a fun day, uh, but also it's an educational day for people to get out and experience the bikes. So it's kind of like a smaller version of a two day learn to ride course. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, two day learn ride is the, the street version and uh, we're just an introduction to off-road riding and, and we, it's a, a half day program. Uh, but we always recommend we bring five instructors out and so we only allow 15 participants at a time and we bring five instructors out. And so those that are more advanced get to do more advanced skills and those that are beginners and would like to just do the beginners type stuff can stay back and, and be as an instructor doing beginner stuff. So um, we kind of try to, push people to, to go within their comfort zone and we can do advanced skills up to racing stuff, uh, up down, down to the basics again. Perfect. So you said there's both kids and sometimes adults. It's people who just want to kind of learn a little bit of off-road skills. Who's easier to teach kids or adults? <laughs> so I used to do a lot of advanced type lessons. So people do more advanced skills and, you know, hills, rocks, logs, and race type stuff. Um, the, the, I love kids because they're willing to listen and they're new and they want to learn what you have to offer. We're adults. We all have our pre preconceived notions or we have our old bad habits or, and we already own the bikes. So we come there saying, you know, I know how to do over a log. And you're like, well, then why did you come to the school? Cause you're coming here to learn. But, um, so short story long is, um, 
I do enjoy teaching kids more because they're little sponges and they love to learn. Uh, but I always love the challenge with adults as well and get to see what their their take off is on it. And I always say to those adults, hey, well, if you can do a lot better, teach me, show me how to do it. And then we get to both learn together. So what if it's someone like me who's been riding for without dating myself a couple of decades now? Um and I've never really done any, like I've done very minimal trail riding and I want to kind of learn some more techniques for off-road. Would this be something that even for myself as an adult might be worth coming to check out? I I feel so. And I feel strongly about that because we do see a lot of street people that come over. Uh, we see a lot of new street riders who, who, want to come to the dirt so they can have the experience of the dirt without the interruptions of the road where there's traffic involved, pedestrians, other cars, and all the other issues that come with now you're on the road. Um, so we see those people that come through that want the quietness and know that if you fall over on a dirt bike, you're not paying a thousand dollars for a new gas tank and all the other fun stuff that comes with beautiful street bikes. So um, we do see a lot of those people, but we also see people like yourself who want to come out and just experience the dirt. And yeah, the program is, to- is purely dedicated to those people as well, because like I said, if you are, do have some riding background, um, we can take you and do some more advanced skills. Um, Calgary area, we have a track by Pritis and there's a tunnel through it. There's an enduro cross track, a motocross track there. So you get to experience all those things depending on how, your skill level uh, allows. Uh, Edmonton, same thing. Uh, we go to a place called Bump, Barry's Ultra yeah. Motocross, and a beautiful facility again. Uh, they have, a, I think, five motocross tracks there. They have a tree section, and so lots of stuff to do as a as a more skilled rider that you can get out and enjoy the enjoy the beautiful day uh, and and learn some some skills that are associated more to dirt. Uh, I think you can probably agree that you know in dirt biking, um, you know, we don't counter steer like you do on a street bike, and all those there's those skills that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's although dirt biking or motorcycling is a, is a pretty broad name. Uh, there's multiple disciplines within it. And I think there's skill sets that go with it that are um, precise to their each one. Right. So uh, yeah, I think people like yourself would get a lot out of it. Well, I might have to think of that sometime. Um, if I was a parent, which, which I'm not, <laughs> if I was a parent and I wanted to get my kids involved, what kind of prep would I need to to even consider that as an option oh good question yeah we uh we keep it pretty simple here um with honda and alberta rides and fox being part of our team as well um as a parent you need to really prepare nothing all we ask that as a parent uh, firstly have a child that's willing and wants to learn um we have those parents that come out that say you know i ride bikes and i want my kid to ride too and it's really tough to teach someone who doesn't want to learn um not to say that doesn't happen or doesn't change with time just sitting on the bike and seeing it so that is an option still but those kids that come to us that that said dad i want to ride bike or mom i want to be on a bike so bad we want those kids. Those are good kids. Um, we start them as young as we can because the falls are minimal. We're going nice and slow. They're in all the protective gear. And um, and so those kids that come and those parents that can get those kids that have that that interest, um, it's pretty simple and the way we go with them. Uh, outside of that, all we ask them to bring is a pair of um, a, a barrier, I guess, to our gear. So either like a, a I want to say Lululemons, like girls wear like bicycle shorts that the guys wear. Um, something that's a thin barrier between our gear and yours, just because that's a comfort thing for, for most people. Uh, we sterilize and wash all the gear after every use anyway, but that's just a nice comforting thing for them. Um, again, we provide the food, we provide all the gear, we provide the bikes. So all you got to do is come with a good attitude and we're taking it from there. Now, I know probably what the answer to this question will be. Um, however, I'm going to ask anyway for our listeners. Do you Honda. feel <laughs> close uh, triumph? No kidding. Um, 
do you feel that getting like if your kids are showing that enthusiasm for riding and, and really want to get involved, getting them involved young, is that a huge benefit to when they get older and start hitting the street? Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right on your answer, but I strongly believe so as well, uh, that that is a huge asset. Um, if we can target those kids that have this interest and love for biking right away, um, they can develop those skills Again, that is a nice, slow, slow, controlled setting. Uh, the falls are small. They're in the grass. Um, there's The implications to a crash are far less. Whereas if you hold a child off who's always wanted to ride a bike, now they turn 16 and they're on the deer foot or the white mud and they're ripping at 100 kilometers an hour. And when stuff fails, it's catastrophic, right? So um, if you have someone that is interested in biking, I think starting them early gives them that foundation, gives them the time to, to learn these skills before they're ending up on the streets where there's way more hazards associated for sure. Yeah. And then they're nurtured properly through the whole process. Yes. Yeah. So if I, again, was a parent and wanted to uh, get my kid involved, how do we get in touch with you? Um, so we have multiple ways. Um, of course, probably the easiest for everyone would be uh, our website, albertarides.com. Um, if you forget that name, uh, probably the biggest name that you could associate with is Honda. So if you go to honda.ca on their page, uh, there's a link to all our riding programs nationwide. If you pick the Alberta ones, you will find Alberta rides that way as well. Um, you can email us, uh, you can phone us. Uh, again, all of us on the website, albertarides.com, which would probably be the best way. And for those of you who also may not remember, you can always come to our website under links of note. We actually link Alberta rides um, because we believe that getting your kids involved at a young age is going to foster a proper foundation for their adult riding career. So it's also available through our website. Nice. Thank you very much. Okay. Now let's get back into something a little more tricky. You've been riding a really long time. Um, do you have any stories that might be hard lessons learned that you might want to share with people where it's a learning moment, a teaching moment where you might've gone wrong, where you got in an incident with a vehicle at fault or anything that you'd like to share that might be a good teachable moment. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I've been fortunate with my street time to not have any input, any, anything that's been rough that way, thankfully. Uh, but with dirt biking as in all the time on the biking competition, there are always is those, there is those hiccups that come with trying to find that edge, right? You want to be on the edge, but you don't want to be over the edge. And sometimes, well, you're over the edge. So, um, interestingly, I went to a race called Extinction a number of years ago, which is now currently Red Bull Outliers, which is a world-class event uh, with all the world championship riders that come there. Uh, but prior to becoming a world-class event, it was a, a race in the Badlands by Drumheller. And interestingly, Dr Graham Jarvis, uh, some of you may know him, some of you don't, uh, he's a, a world championship uh, off-road racer as well. Uh, he was there and brought in to... Um, do some demo rides and, and actually come race the event. And so the day before the event, um, the organizers had, because uh, I was a Canadian champion at the time, had us go out with Graham and we we're going to do some photo shoots. And um, <laughs> again, into, um, we were riding and when you're being casual and not paying attention and maybe not doing all the things you should be doing when you're focused to be ready to race, um, things happen. And so a pretty stupid crash, but we just gone out, we parked on a hill and, and I went to stop and uh, my, this camera doesn't show much about my height, but it, I'm not very, I'm vertically challenged, we'll say. And I went to put my feet down and I fell in a hole and I broke my uh, wrist. <laughs> so I didn't get to race. Uh, I didn't get to do anything special. I didn't get to hang out with Graham Jarvis when he cool tricks. Uh, and it would have been an awesome time, but um, 
Yeah, so paying attention, of, of course, is priority. But I think when you go out to do something that is, we'll say, an extreme sport, motorcycling, you're managing a motor and an engine and navigating with, with precision skills. Um, you need to be alert and attentive and most importantly, have all your gear on. Um, you know, it just takes a little fall, break a wrist. And um, I think we do most of our dumbest crashes and dumbest things when we're not we're not focused. Or I think it's going to be just a, a casual day. We're going to have a casual way on the road and maybe won't wear leather as well. You know what, that... Those casual times, I think, are the are the worst times, right? Because we're not we're not our minds not focused. Yeah, I think that's uh, complacency, and yeah. that is an awful, awful thing to do. So, last question then, because again, you're you're more dirt trail type focused, dude. Um, what would be some of your biggest tips for people to be safe riders on trails? Um, like I know at motocross tracks, there's usually lots of other people around, so there's usually some structure uh set up in place but if you're going out trail riding with a group or a couple people or by yourself what would be some of the the key do's to make sure that if something happens you're okay yeah that's good stuff um i always say uh, and you you said some things there like group a a couple people or yourself i think um especially on trails um, or this is in a motocross type set track setting i ride off road so in the hills um we shouldn't be going alone um you know and if you happen to crash hit a tree knock your head on a rock something you know unforeseen and unexpected happens sometimes and heaven forbid it does but if you're by yourself helps a long ways away and there's no way of knowing even knowing so um i i would say never ride alone especially in the off-road type setting a motocross track and maybe the the road's different because when you have people around there you're going to notice some stuff going sideways um and nextly, wear your gear. Um, if we're going to go out riding again, when those casual times that we think, oh, we'll just not put my boots on today, or we'll just not put my my shin guards on today, or you know what? Because I'm just going to go just go for a little ride. Those are the times when stuff's going to go bad. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine someone who rides without a helmet, but of course that that is that is you must have a helmet all the time. Uh, and just yeah, wear your gear. So never ride alone. Wear your gear always. And uh, and. Of course, the, the basic stuff, don't be riding on the, under the influence or anything. And it's the kids' program we're talking about, but I mean, there's still things. And so uh, those are the take-homes for sure, the big ones. Uh, but yeah, just pay attention. Yeah, keep Be alert. If you're going to go ride, it's serious. So you're going to do something. I know it's cool and it's fun, but we got to pay attention. Absolutely. I mean, you go out, you have a good time, but you want to make sure you get home to your loved ones. Yeah. So that's That's the whole point. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time for me. I really appreciate getting some info out there about the Honda Junior Red Riders program. I think it's such a great program. We've talked so much over the years, and now we finally get to find a way to really further highlight that. Hopefully, you'll get a whole bunch of new kids out there, and maybe maybe I'll show up sometime and go, hey, what's this all about? I like to hear that. Yeah, the more the merrier. Again, any age is always fine, and we love to have everyone out. and Come try the bikes out and come learn to ride. Perfect. Thanks again. Thanks so much for your time. Today's question in the mailbag segment is about engine break-in, how and why. And this one came to us through Facebook. Uh, we, we tend to get some questions through there, and I apologize. I can't remember the name of who sent it. Bad on me for not, not, or not writing it down. So engine break-in, is it important? Uh, Everybody's got an opinion. And you know what? At the end of the day, we went to our fine folks at Riverside Honda and Skidoo and talked to Spencer, who's been on our show quite a bit, 
He is a mechanic. I trust his opinion. And this was his response to me about engine break-in. It is an important part of setting a new or rebuilt engine up for long service life. Engine break-in helps to ensure that all metal-on-metal contact surfaces in the motor mate and wear evenly. These components could include things such as piston rings and cylinder walls, crankshaft bearings and connecting rods, valve seats and valves, camshaft, camshaft lobs and rocker arms, timing chains and timing gears, transmission gears, clutch plates, final drive gears, and on bikes equipped with that instead of a chain drive. Pretty much any moving part in the motor is considered with break-in. That's a lot of stuff. You want to make sure you do it right. So if you ignore in procedure break-in procedures, you run the risk of drastically reducing the service of life on the motor. For example, your piston rings could not mate properly with the cylinder walls, which could lead to loss compression and oil consumption. Your transmission could develop bad wear patterns on the gear teeth, which would increase the rate of which the gears wear. Your clutch plate could slip prematurely your valves your valves could seat improperly in the cylinder head which would cause similar symptoms to the piston rings in short as spencer says if you give a crap about your bike break it in properly manufacturers break-in procedures differ but in general they will advise you to avoid full throttle pulls and revving the bike to redline for the first x amount of hours check your manual to travel at varying speeds to cover as many different running conditions as possible and change your oil within only the first few hundred kilometers of use this is because engine break-in causes metal particles to be deposited into the oil which act like an abrasive which i which if left in the motor or transmission will cause premature wear it's normal for the first oil change of a bike's life to have a fine glittery quality to it this is just part of all your engine components learning to play nice together so in short check your manual and follow what the manufacturer's recommendations are not doing so may cause you significant problems in the future and a lot more money spent that didn't need to be spent so thank you spencer for that answer and that is our show today To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get yours. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, a guest you think would be great on the show, or a question for the mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us on all the socials, email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We'll see you out on the road.